going to preach out of this morning is, is taken from the Old Testament text of Isaiah that was written 700 years before the coming of Christ. Isaiah writes with such genius that this book is, is held as one of the greatest writings in literary today. Even by secular people who don't believe the, the, the prophecies, who do not believe as God written, they still hold Isaiah as a genius in writing. The text that we're going to look at this morning is a prophecy of the coming of Christ. And as I said before, is a messianic prophecy, which means that it predicts the coming of the Messiah 700 years before the coming of Christ. That's one of the reasons that you know that your Bible is true, because God can foretell, but for him it's not foretelling. Because God is present in every age, because he doesn't stand in time, he's out of time. And because he's omnipresent, he just is. <laughs> uh, in the Old Testament, he is. In the New Testament, he is. Right now, he is. In the future, he is. Our God is so bad, he just is. <laughs> Somebody say, he, he's God. Huh? Somebody said, it don't make sense. Don't have to make sense. It's true. He's God. He, he just is. Mm. Let me get to task because I want to keep you all day. Isaiah chapter 9, beginning in verse 2, we are reading out of the Amplify, and it reads as such in our hearing. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in a land of intense darkness and the shadow of death upon them has the light shined. You, O Lord, Anadai, have multiplied the, the nations and increased their joy. They rejoice before you like the joy in harvest, as men rejoice when they, when they divide the spoils of battle. For the yoke of Israel, or the yoke of God's people, the burden, and the staff, or the rod, or the goatine of their shoulders, and the rod of their oppressor, you have broken. As in the day of Gideon, with Midia, every champion, soldiers, warriors, war boot, and all his armor in the battle, turmoil, and every garment rolled in blood shall be burnt as few for the fire. He said, they're going to come a time when Christ is in control. No more wars, no more rumors of wars. No more weapons of war, just peace. Turn to your neighbor and say, peace. peace. Just peace. peace. Just, just peace. Just, just peace and joy. His kingdom is coming. Say that to your neighbor. His kingdom is coming. His kingdom is coming. His, his kingdom is coming. The reason why things are going so crazy because Satan knows his time is over. 
<laughs> so, so he's going crazy because he knows, he, he knows, he knows, he knows. For unto us a child is born. To us, God's son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, or the empire or the kingdom shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And the increase of his government, our empire, our kingdom, and the peace there shall be no end. And upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from later time forth for evermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, even now, Father, even now, your anointing, your empowerment, guide me in, Lord, there's no way I can preach all that you have shown me, all that I've studied. So allow me to only say that which needs to be said. Lord, even now, you know what we need to hear. Lord, speak to us individually. Speak to us particularly. Speak to us in such a way that we know it's a word from you. Open our ears, Lord. Open our hearts, Lord that we may hear and see you with our spiritual ears and our spiritual eyes. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Now, sometimes I wonder why I can't preach just a typical, simple message. It would be nice for me to come in here and preach, Mary, the virgin, had a baby. The problem with that is, too many of us are stuck there. <laughs> For many of us, Jesus is nothing more than a display in a window. In our living, in our understanding, in our context of who he is, is, is way too small. You know, I, I see things today that, that never would have happened years ago. There's a manger scene somewhere in the tri-state, somewhere in Ohio, where, where they have zombies as, as zombie Mary, zombie Joseph, zombie Jesus. And what they have done is brought that which is holy and brought it down and made it less than common. 
how can I say this? Our concept, our perspective of Jesus determines how much of him you see. Can I throw some, some more at you? You're, you're, all of our perspective better get greater. Because the more trouble we face, the bigger your God got to be. <laughs> if 2017 is any indication of what's going to happen in 2018, you better have a great, big, awesome God. Yes. Yes, see, see, listen, listen. The world may be faint at, at heart, but you shouldn't be faint at heart. I don't care what's happened on CBS, Fox, and, and all these news stations. Do you know who your God is? Do you know how great he is? Listen, as I said, that I said, God is, here, here, here Isaiah is prophesying what's going to happen 700 years before it takes place because God began this thing before the beginning. So if he began to be before the beginning, he finished it before the beginning. How can he do that? Because God is. You can't put God in time. He is just present everywhere, in every dimension, in every place. He is just present. But the miracle is that this same Jesus that, that created everything stepped into time for you for me. I, I think Isaiah says it. Look what he says. He says that the land was full of darkness. That darkness, intense dark. Darkness is this. Close your eyes. Now what if I told you keep your eyes closed and make your way to your car? Don't open them. Keep them closed. What he is literally saying is, is that when you don't have any light, you are living life with your eyes wide shut. Deeper than that. Trying to figure out life and, and, and tripping over yourself and everyone else because you're blind. The darkness is so great. See, how can I say this? Some of us don't have to reach back too far to remember. And even then, it was the Lord keeping us. <laughs> uh, how, uh, Lord, help me to explain. Even if you never got out there in the streets, you can't even think you're that good. Don't, don't, don't feel bad that you don't have a horrific testimony because your testimony is God kept me from getting out there. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Justin, go to the door and act like the door is locked and try to go through the door, but the door is locked. The reason why God didn't let you go through that door because if you would have went through it, you wouldn't have came back. 
us got different doors. And God kept all of us from some things that if we would have went through that door, we wouldn't have made it back. So God shut the door. You ought to give God thanks for shutting the door, for locking the door. See, it don't matter what door it was. Thank God he locked your door. It was him. It was him. It was him. He says, he says, the light, the light, the only light there is, is Jesus. Jesus is the light. The gospel of John speaks of Jesus illuminating. Illuminating. He is the exact expression of God. He is God incarnate. Isaiah chapter 7 says this. He said, and a virgin gives birth. And his name shall be called Emmanuel. That means God with us. Hold on, I, I think I dealt with this a little bit, but let me deal a little bit farther. It means God manifest. Now, God is always omnipresent, but God is not always manifest. You know what Jesus is? Jesus is God manifest. In human covering. He's crying like a baby, but he's God manifest. He grow up as a little boy, but he's God manifest. If you want to know what God the Father is, look at God the Son in the Gospels. If you want to see what God is about, see Jesus. Emmanuel, God incarnate. God wrapped himself up in human flesh. Now watch this. He wasn't made flesh. He became flesh. Let me show you the difference. Being made flesh means something happened to him that was put on him. That he was made. No, he became, which means that he willingly wrapped itself up in human flesh to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. He loved us so much, he stepped out of heaven and became one of us and allowed himself to go through the birthing process. Now, wait a minute. Don't think his birth was like your birth because his birth didn't take a man. Matter of fact, couldn't take a man. Because if man would have got involved, then it would have been a sinful baby. But because he's the son of God, before he is born. No, what, what's this? It says, unto us a child is born. But watch the divine aspect. A son was given. He was a son before he was a child. The son, he has always been. He's internal. There is no beginning. There is no end. So he has always been the son of the father. God the father, God the son, God the Holy Spirit. But then he, became, he was given, he was wrapped up in a, 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 a child to become, to experience everything you go through. I there's nothing that you go through that Jesus don't understand. He 
Hebrew chapter 4, verse 16 says that we have a high priest who can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities because at all points he was tested. He just didn't sin. But if you ever been tested, he been tested at the same thing. But the problem is he didn't fall. Matter of fact, at the cross, he took on your pain. That means that, that everything you going through right now, been through, he already went through it before you to mark the path through it. So if you keep your eyes on him, he has already measured your path. Come on. Yes, yes, if we are walking in snow, okay, and, and we don't want someone's chasing us to follow us, he will put his foot in the same footprints. He would see where I stepped and step into my steps because we don't know if the other steps he got to try. There's bombs all around us. But if I make it, if he put his foot in my steps, He's going to make it. Why? Because I'm already making it. So if he follow my footsteps, he knows he's secure in where he's going. Why? Because if I step on a bomb, I get blown up. Matter of fact, you best back up a little bit just in case I misstep. But watch this. Jesus didn't misstep. He already walked through your trouble. So watch this. If he walked before me, as long as he put his feet where my foot was at, he's going to be okay. You, you see where I'm coming from? Matter of fact, why? Because I went before him in my strength, in my wisdom, in my understanding. So watch this, because I knew what he was going to go through, so I already stepped off the path that he should go. And as long as he stepped in my path, He's going to get to where he's supposed to go. My question to you is, are you following his footsteps? Are you allowing yourself to walk in the victory he has already put your name on? You know what's so awesome? I said, from throne to cradle, from cradle to cross, from cross to grave, from grave back up to throne. When you think of Jesus, you can't departmentalize the steps. You got to see that the whole process was he came down. He became one of us. He was born to, to, to die for our sins, but he conquered sin. He conquered death. And watch this. And in conquering, he, he, he went back up and took us with him. You're already seated in heavenly places. Your victory is already won. Right now, I don't care what you're going through. If you keep your eyes on Jesus... I guarantee you, God will see you through. How I know he's going to see you through? Because Jesus got up with all power in his hand. Don't you see him in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18? He says, all power has been given. Now, hold on, wait a minute. 
You already had all power. So why are you saying now you got all power? He said, I'm not saying it for me. I'm saying it for you. I'm saying to you that the same power that I want this for you so that you can stand up against the devil. You know, some of us, if the devil was right there, we'd be afraid. One man said he had a dream because he was getting tore up and, and the devil appeared. And he said he was petrified. Christian, petrified. He said that in the dream, Jesus stood between him and the devil. And he said, get him, Jesus. <laughs> he said, all of a sudden, Jesus started backing up. And he said, what are you doing? He said, and Jesus backed up into him. And he said, you get him. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost is in you. You need to open up your mouth and rebuke the devil. He never told us to run from demons. He said, rebuke the devil and he will flee from you. Yes, now, watch this. I got to exercise my faith. Now, listen, exercising my faith don't come easy. I don't care what nobody said. I got to learn to work my faith. So watch this. I got to work it before I get in trouble. Matter of fact, let me, let me, let me say something else. I got to work it more when I'm in trouble. Amen. One of the things that we don't understand what you say with your mouth is powerful. Which one of y'all is the devil? He's the devil, ain't he? Rebuke him and tell him to go sit down in the name of Jesus. Tell him again. He act like he don't know. In the name of Jesus, sit down. He don't like you very much. That's all right. That's all right. My brothers and sisters, when we begin to feel who we are and identify with who we are, and then everything don't send you crying. Everything don't send you running. At some point, we got to get to the place that we can take that thought that he sends and say, not today. You know, no, watch this, watch this, watch this. I fight as much as you fight. And some days I wake up and Satan is throwing everything at me to send me in depression. And I hate being depressed. And you know what I got to do? I got to stop what I'm feeling and to begin to on purpose praise God. What happens is I got to take control of my feelings and stand in who I am in Jesus Christ. And don't Satan make you feel like you defeated. You got to tell the devil, I am more than a conqueror. I am Victor. Now watch this. Watch this. You may not feel like it when you started. But knowing what Jesus has already done, watch this. You got to step into it. 
did it, it's my job to step into it. What's this? I may not start off knowing it, but if I keep on saying, my faith gets stronger. Because if I say it, I hear it. And if I keep on saying it, you think, uh, see, see, that's why when I say praise God, I'm not just telling you to praise God. I'm telling you bless yourself. Well, I said, because when I praise him, what I'm doing is I'm trying to change my atmosphere. I'm trying to move from where I'm at to where I need to be. And the only way I can change the atmosphere and begin to walk in the victory of Jesus Christ is I got to focus my mind on him. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then I will add. But you know what I got to do? I got to seek him first. Hold on, come here, come here, come here. The way you get the yoke off your neck, what's this? Isaiah 10, 27, he says this. All of us had a yoke. I don't know what your yoke was, but you had a yoke. Now watch this. Jesus broke the lock, but he didn't take off the yoke. But notice what happened. The lock is broke. But now, guess what you have to do? Take off. How can I say this? If he did everything for you, you won't appreciate what he did. When he gives you your part to do and you experience the power of God by you stepping in faith, it increases your faith. Now, the lock is broke, but the yoke is still positioned around your neck. Look what he says. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the fatness. Now, watch this. He's saying, make your spirit fat by doing what I tell you to do. You got to increase your faith. If you start lifting your hands and praising God, listen, thanking him, thanking him for deliverance, thanking him that, that this yoke is already broken. I mean, now watch this, watch this, keep on walking with me. Now, now it's still on your neck, you still falling, but you get back up and keep on praising him. Now, what is happening in his spirit, his spirit is getting stronger to the place that little by little, the opening of the yoke is getting wider because his spiritual neck is getting fatter. And if he keeps on praising and walking in it, eventually the yoke is going to fall off. Now watch this. It's your job and my job to make ourselves fat spiritually. So, so how much are you praising him? Throughout the day, I, I, listen, you can't wait till Sunday to praise God. Matter of fact, make your car a sanctuary. Amen, yes, sir. Wake up praising him. On the job, take a praise break sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Because your next blessing depends on you lifting him. Yes, well, I, I, this is what I believe. This is what I believe. All of us have a view of Jesus that needs to be expanded. 
I can't walk in anything greater than how I see him. And he is transcendent, which means that he's bigger than anything you can imagine. He's far, far beyond any concept you can come up with. That you can't brag on him enough. You can't praise him. Listen to David when he says, Oh, come with me and magnify the Lord with me. Now watch this, watch this, watch what's happening. Now, now I may be praising him and my concept is here. Now Justin comes and he starts praising with me. Now Justin's concept of God is bigger than my concept of God. When he starts telling me, why he praising God? When I see him praising God, and I know what he's been through, I know what he's going through, and he's still praising God, I said, why are you still praising God? And he tells me how far the Lord had brought him. You know what that does for my praise? All of a sudden, it adds to my praise. Kitty stands up. No, he's been to the hospital. No, that's a situation that's still going. But still, I see him lift up holy hands and praise God. And I know what he's going through. I saw you in the hospital and you still praising him? Praise up your hand. Now, all of a sudden, what happens is my vision of God gets bigger. I said, praise but Satan makes us come to church and talk about folks. Who he think he is in all that red, man? Well, why, why, why does he have to have matching shoes with a bow tie? Hey. And a handkerchief to match. Now, hold on. The problem with that is he's made in the image of God. That's why God said, don't make no graven images of me because I already made an image of me. It's you. I died so that you can bring forth Christ on the earth. I'm in you so that I can manifest. So, I said, so when we talk about him, we're talking about When I'm negative against him, I'm negative against. Because there's no other image of God other than mankind. We are the image of God who manifests Christ on the earth. Now watch this. Now, when we get together and we're praising God together, when I leave them, it has affected my spirit. So now I can walk in praising him of who I am because I don't get no greater sense of who I am in him until I'm here with you all. If we ever get on one accord and start encouraging one another in who we are in Christ Jesus, if we ever came in here and said, today I'm going to praise him, and all of us start singing, if we ever get on a place where, where we put away the foolishness and begin to say, I'll make it about Jesus today. See, because the higher we lift him, the more he shows himself to us. But watch this. You don't see Jesus by 
information. You see Jesus by illumination. So watch this. Until I do what I'm supposed to do with what I know, God's not going to give me anything more. Until I seek him. Listen, at the level I am, I know enough about him that I need to seek him. And I see in other ones what God is doing with them. If I quit being jealous of the blessings that God has blessed others with and begin to praise. Listen, listen, watch this. Let, let, let me just be real honest with you. Sometimes the reason why you ain't more blessed because you ain't blessing him anymore. But the more you bless him, God said, look at my child. Look at my child praising me. Look at my child lifting me up. Look at them. They know I'm high and lifted up. Look at them. Even though they're crying, got tears coming out of them. But they still got the nerve to praise my name. Watch me bless them. You know what you need to do right now? You need to open up your mouth and bless him. Watch Philippians. Watch Philippians. He says, he says, though he was in the form of God, he was equal with God, he thought not equality with God, something to grasp or retain, but he emptied. He stripped. So I said, though he was God, though he sat on the throne of God. I, I love Isaiah chapter 6. Know why I love Isaiah chapter 6? Because Isaiah shows us God high and lifted up. It shows him on a throne. It shows the angels worship him. But wait a minute. John chapter 12 verse 41 says, It's not God the Father we see. It's God the Son we see. Because God the Father is spirit. So you don't see him on a throne. So this kind of glory that you see in Isaiah chapter 6 is Jesus on his throne. Do you know where Jesus is right now? He's on his throne. And watch this. If we don't praise him, the rocks will cry out and praise him. Listen, I'm not going to let you take my blessing. I'm not going to let you take my blessing. I'm not going to let you take, I ain't going to let you take, though I can't sing like you, I'm going to go get my own blessing. I don't have to sing like you. I can open up my own mouth and say hallelujah. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Some of y'all don't get this concept yet. There's some things you have to praise your way through. And until you praise your way through, you're going to stay where you're at. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Come here. Come here. Come here. Just, just pull on me. You got to pull yourself. Because your flesh don't want to come. But you make your spirit drag it along. You praise God and you make your flesh that it doesn't have a choice. Whether you feel like it or not, you will praise the Lord. I believe that when I magnify the Lord with my mouth and exalt him with my mouth, 
God begins to show me a deeper illumination of him. Why? Because he says, when you seek me with all of your heart, you will find me. But how do I seek him? With my mouth. When, when, when I force myself, Lord, I know you're not in the cradle anymore. Lord, I know you died on the cross, but you're not on the cross anymore. Lord, I know they buried you. But three days later, you got up with all power in your hand. Lord, I know you're in heaven and you're sitting down on the throne and all of heaven is worshiping you. Lord, I know that in the last day, we're going to see you and every tongue will confess. Every knee shall bow. But Lord, I'm not waiting till I have to. I'm doing it right now. I've seen enough of you to know that you're good all the time. So, Lord, in spite of life, I said, you got to push your way through your mess. You know why life has mess? To take your eyes off of Jesus. Do you know who causes the mess? The devil. So why give Satan more ammunition by talking about the mess? It's not, it's not saying I don't recognize the mess, but I don't have to allow it to occupy my mind. I look over the hills. You know what that means? I lift up my sight to the heavens, and I purposely say, Lord, I worship you. You are my king. You are my savior. You are my redeemer. Watch this, watch this, watch this. He's everything you need him to be when you need him to be. You are my way maker. You are my healer. You are my provider. You are my wisdom. You are my strength. You are my help. You are. Lord, you are. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Even when everything is saying he's not, we need to open up our mouth and say you are. There's something about lifting him up. There's something about magnifying. My view of him is greater today. Watch this, watch this, watch this. The, the greater... That's right. The greater I see him, the more I praise him. My praise today is greater than my praise last year. You know why? My view of him is greater. Now watch this, and I still don't have enough. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, he just gave me something. Oh, then I'm finished. You know what he gave me? 
This is what he gave me. He said, and the more trouble you have, the more you ought to exalt me. He says, more trouble, then you need to exalt me even more so that your view of me can grow above your trouble. He said, oh, oh. I said, he said, make your trouble work for you. Did you hear that? Did you just, I just received that. Make your trouble work for you. The more trouble, the more you praise him. The more you praise him, the more he'll show you. So your trouble came to destroy you, but God let it come to take you higher. Hallelujah. So guess what? I'm climbing up the rough side of the mountain. And the more my trouble comes, the more my praise goes. Because I got to see him at a higher level. Listen, listen, listen. You may be satisfied with a small God, but my trouble means I need a big God. Is there anybody in the house? Need a big God. Is there anybody in the house? Need an awesome God. Is there anybody in the house? Need him high and lifted up. Is there anybody need to see him greater and bigger and more awesome? Then open up your mouth and give our God. in the crib anymore. He's bigger than your situation, than your problem. Our God, your God, is an awesome God. What do you do? You lift him up in your own heart. Listen. And no one can do that for I can hold you, I can talk with you, but I can't make him bigger in your eyes. You have to exercise your faith and praise him before he says anything. Praise him before he does anything. And God will bless your ability to say, I trust you, Lord. I trust you. Perhaps 
somebody here today and trouble got you on every side and you need to join with us to walk this thing out in faith. The devil been throwing the kitchen sink at you, but the devil is a liar. And we are stronger together than we are apart. Today, if God is pulling you by faith, come on, come down here. Come down out thanking God. Come down out praising God. Because he got his best for you today. If you're here, 